This is Rock and Roll Grad School with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling. All their favorite songs are slow and sad. Hello, kitties. We're going to have a good time together uh, because this week we are talking festivals. Yes. And there is nothing wrong with a good music festival. No, everything is right with a good music festival. And we're talking about the Summit Indie Music Fest in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. God's country. Indeed. That is happening this coming Saturday, I believe, this weekend. Mm-hmm. And we are talking with five of the X performing on the stage of the Summit Indie Music Fest. We're very excited. We are the, I believe, official podcast partner. Yes, we are. Which, come on. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. And the more we've learned about the festival, the cooler it is that we actually get to be a part of this. It is, no. And I think talking with all these bands, you're like, oh, these guys sound great. And just doing the research and learning more about them and listening to their music. So we are talking with, in no particular order, and it's a little bit different because we're offering samples of these conversations, mm-hmm. which are which are lovely samples, great samples. Yes. But the sample sounds almost too short. Like... Excerpts? Yeah. yeah, excerpt. Okay, fine. Okay, sample sounds like we're at Costco handing right. out sausage. Right. Um, but tomorrow night, if you're listening on the day this comes out, Thursday night, on our YouTube page, if you search Rock and Roll Grad School, we are at 8 o'clock premiering the entire interview with all of the guests that you're hearing today. So if you're interested and want to know more, it is all there tomorrow if you're listening today. Yes. And if you're listening Friday, it happened yesterday. Oh, it's very wimpy of you. I know. But it, uh, both of them are fun. We talked with Alana Ray, Sneaky Miles, Joe from the Kenny Brothers Band, which sounds weird, but it makes sense. Yes. Um, Talk Chalk. Mm-hmm. And then Muzzins. Yes. And those are some great names for bands. Let's just start with that. And they're great bands. This is true. Yes. All very different, very mm-hmm. unique in what they're doing. Yes. Um, all have different stories and ways they've found the festival and are part of it. Yeah. But universally, all were very interesting, very fun, and all were very excited about the festival. So right. start making plans to be there next year. Because I think that is sort of the indicative of a quality festival when the acts are actually excited to, to be For there. sure. So, um, so that is that is all of it. And so this is a little bit different, like I said, because you're getting excerpts. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, so we're just going to play them, and I guess we'll put little things in between them so you know who the hell we're talking to. Yeah, it's good um, idea. But first up, we're going to start our conversation with Alana Ray. Yes. You've played, this is your second year? Yeah, it's awesome. That's pretty nice. I think looking over the bill last year, you're the only one invited back. <laughs> right? No shade. I mean, look, they're not no, here. They're... So let's let's trash right. them all. No, I... <laughs> There's one, I think... Tyler was the only one that's maybe coming back. I honestly don't know. I, I kind of haven't really looked at who's going. I need to like look into the artists more and I really need to do that. Time. 
Yeah, I don't. <laughs> so, are you working on new stuff that you're gonna? What do you have planned for the the show? Anything new? Fireworks? Dangling from a helicopter? What do you got? Just so a I, hint. I do have a song coming out before the show, October eighteenth. I'm coming up with like my debut single finally like i'm finally writing music again again what happened oh i just took everything down because i i released everything when i was 17 and i the lyrics and just not professional and it wasn't me so i kind of just i wanted to start fresh it's gonna How does be, that feel oh. <laughs> listen um, to heidi so <laughs> <laughs> long find my sound like i i literally i think i did like every genre when i like i was just i didn't know what i wanted to do but i finally figured out like i i like the singer songwriter kind of genre and i i'm more pop too if that makes any sense but mm-hmm. you guys will see it's a lot of different stuff going on like i have a lot of different so <laughs> what's interesting it's sort of a, a second chance to introduce yourself to folks yeah, I feel like only the kids from high school remember that I released music. So hopefully, like, look, in I, I went to school. I had fifty kids in my class. I could tell you maybe two of their names. So, you know, no, I, I, I think I, you're I, gonna sneak by. Ram, so they're probably gonna be like, "This is not our first single." But I'm just gonna <laughs> make them that it is. <laughs> if that's what they like choose to trash about then they're ridiculous. Like, that's just not even good fodder to be like, ooh, this isn't a real first single. No. (laughs) Like, yeah, this is my first single and it's, like, literally not. Like, yeah. But I can't wait to, like, have music out again because it's been so long. Yeah. Are you you nervous about sending it out to the world? Because these are, I mean, in many ways, like, in other musicians we've talked to it's always you're you're pushing your your children out the door to go outside and play and you hope they play well with others are you nervous about that yeah like since quarantine i've been working on a project and i've just been like listening to like obviously the songs i'm releasing for so long and i'm like oh my god it's finally going to be out and it is like nerve-wracking but i just want to be out and i'm like kind of nervous about like who's going to listen to it and how good it's going to do. But like, I think it'll all like work out and I'm just hoping people like it and resonate with it. That's like my goal. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming you had that moment of everything clicking where you go, this is how your, your EP just came out, right? Relatively recently. Yes. September 1st. And What's the name of it? Because I just love hearing it said out loud. <laughs> Fork, Mary Kilbasa. There you go. Perfect. Um, Do people really say it was passable as music? <laughs> <laughs> no, I made that up. <laughs> because it's amazing. If they did, I'd be like so happy if someone said that to me. I'm like, really? Well, great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So... It's got to be great. You've been putting out singles since then, but now this is the first collection of stuff. Yeah, and it's and it's yeah. a lovely and a lovely little collection. It is. Thank you. If Thank I may, um, how long did it take you to put this all together? Was this a uh, yet another COVID project that I feel like everyone's talking uh, about? Yeah, I, I started writing um, a bunch during 
COVID. Um, and we kind of just like went song by song every time something was done, we just like recorded. And eventually I had like a kind of like an overflow of like music. So we decided why don't we just like do a little group of them. Um, and we were actually gonna add more, but we kind of just like cut it there. We're like, all right, let's like be done with these and then move on with the, the new songs. And do you, you write everything, is yes. that right? So mm -hmm. is there much collaboration in the uh, studio? Or are you sort of a Billy Corrigan of <laughs> re-record re re all your parts? Well, um, I like arrange everything in garage bands um, and it's not always like fully fleshed out. Um, and basically we don't practice together. We all just listen to it by ourselves and then we get into the studio um, and just we start with drums and bass and they lay it down. Sometimes it's like a little bit different um, and we just build it from there. Yeah, Crystal makes it extremely easy for the rest of us because like she said, she does arrange every like it's it's a song by the time it comes to the rest of the musicians. Mm -hmm. um, it might not be the parts that we play, but it's at least arranged how the song is going to be like the demo that she brings to the table. That's our scratch track. That's the tempo. We basically layer on top of that. So that's got to be a pretty quick recording process. Uh, yeah, I think maybe like half, uh, maybe, no, maybe a full day for like each song, right, full so session. Oh, the Beatles would have killed for that. The <laughs> would have killed for that one right? day. Yeah, we also don't argue with each other. That makes it a little easier. How does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of creatives not arguing makes no sense. <laughs> so how long have you guys been together? Is this a newer endeavor or what's the origin story? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, so Crystal and I have worked together um, for like the better part of a decade just through other musical endeavors. And this um, project definitely, like you mentioned, was, was a COVID thing. Um, there wasn't, you know, not many venues were having live music. So we kind of just, started in the studio not even thinking I don't think you even really had a, a band name at that point it was just here here's a bunch of songs that we want to bring into the studio start working on and you know the the musicians that we like brought in it felt really good it felt natural it felt like we could probably start practicing and for a live set so it naturally um, evolved as venues were opening and we could start playing out live and call it a real band. Um, so, you know, the, the first intention might've just been like a studio project. She'll, mm -hmm. Crystal will hire the different musicians that she wants to for each song, but it actually just ended up being, you know, the first couple songs we're like, no, this is the, this is the group. So you really vetted everybody before coming in. There wasn't <laughs> a Ringo who just sort of like. No, we, we knew everybody head. really well um, before we started with them. So that probably also cuts down on the arguments. Yes. Yeah. yeah see, Heidi, this is what we should have done before we started this show. Vet, vetted vetting, each other. Vetting. Yes. Yeah. We didn't do that at all. <laughs> so have you been able to play many shows since the, the EP came out? Uh, we've just played one since the EP came out. Oh, so, so the summit is the big yeah. summit. Yeah, I'd say so. Exciting. Yeah, you guys have, any, have anything special planned for that day? Fireworks, smoke bombs? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> and maybe costumes. I know each uh, each song has a specific vibe. Um, you know, we could, if you've heard Beach Hunk, maybe one of us can throw on a mermaid tail. Yes, <laughs> please. People love, yeah, the theatrical side of it. I have a $50 hot dog suit, actually, in my house. So. Wow. <laughs> it's a deluxe one, so. Oh, oh, well, yeah. yeah, you sprung. I yeah, we sprung. <laughs> I need to borrow that. My niece informed me I had to be a hot dog with her for Halloween this year. So <laughs> <laughs> I need the deluxe version myself. What, so, what, is, what is she going to be? What, yeah. Yeah. Also a hot dog. Oh, okay. when, when she was three, she was me. When she was four. She was we me. Were, no, we were, cow, <laughs> we were cows. Last year, we got to be Princess Leia and R2-D2. So my dreams were realized that I actually got to be Princess Leia for the first time in my life. And <laughs> this year, now it's all been ripped away because we have to be matching hot dogs. So, but this is I what love, you do. I love the idea of a like a couples or a duo costume, but only one person does it. Like if I was just mustard, like I really want to just- <laughs> Yes, that's brilliant. <laughs> Or just so, like the horse's ass. Like yeah, exactly. Just a sad, <laughs> lonely man. I love yes. That. I love so those that. Just, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I feel like that could be us for some party. You know, you're just walking <laughs> around as oats. And yes. everyone's like, where's Hall? Right? And you know I would say like, who? Yeah, oh, exactly. right. Yeah, don't talk about him. He's <laughs> <laughs> like Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> Or so, something stupid like, oh, he's at Daryl's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, so do you have anything special planned for the festival? Other than like, the costumes. What, what, yeah, costumes or otherwise. I love that you just asked that in a way where it seemed like the costumes weren't enough. <laughs> well, I'm just, Like, well, you know, what else are you bringing? Yeah. Will there be live? Uh, trying to raise release? the... What's yeah. happening? Yeah, if... <laughs> If we like have time to like figure it out, um, I would love to play some totally unreleased, unheard music. Um, it's uh, we're all like super busy, so <laughs> getting together for practice is sometimes like a little bit difficult. Um, but yeah, probably that if anything. And so, are you guys still recording, still adding new stuff, or are you just kind of at a writing right now? Um, it's all so we have like another album ready. Um, to get started on recording and that's going to be kind of our winter project um so right now yeah we have like i think maybe three unreleased songs and we're kind of gearing up to get started for that how's everything sounding you ready for the for the summit fest yeah yeah it was a, it was a good practice we've been doing we've been working on some new stuff and uh feeling really good about it all right. It'd be weird if you came on like we got some new stuff and we're really not happy with anything. <laughs> we're still on the fence about the whole stuff. <laughs> so how did you how long have you guys been together? What what brought you to Indie Fest? Um well we've been together for a couple of years now. It was actually fall of twenty nineteen. Um we were all playing the same open mic. I was running sound for it. It was at uh, the Freedom Cafe at UNH. Um, and one by one, we just kind of started playing with each other and accumulating band members until it was the trio. Um, and then Summit Indie Fest was actually, Joel had reached out to us um, saying that the bill was full last year, but he really wanted us to go check it out and just be a part of it and meet people. And um, 
he had said that, you know, he definitely wanted us on for the following year, which is coming up now. Um, but yeah, mostly through meeting Joel and, um, he, he's, he's been a, a really nice person and, uh, very gracious with opening doors for us. That's awesome. Did you know him before? No, he, he just reached yeah, out. He reached out. I think he messaged us on uh, Facebook and it was, he said something just like, hey, can you give me a call? <laughs> something like that. I was like, okay. And I spoke with him on the phone. I don't remember if we all did. Yeah, it was that, it was that practice. We yeah. had band practice and I saw a message from Summit Indie Fest and uh, um, he just gave us a call, invited us down and we were like free, uh, free <laughs> music. Yeah. Like, so oh, well, at least yeah. it said, Indie Fest, like I, if some stranger said, "Can you give me a call?" I'd be like, "You're repossessing my car." <laughs> like, right? Like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. Uh, we're in the business of accepting strange offers. Yeah. As, as, okay. <laughs> as, as any good indie band needs yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. So, have you guys been playing out a lot recently? Are you um, in in good yeah. shape, or just I guess from recording, you're probably writing some stuff. You're in. I, I feel like we're playing shows every weekend i don't remember the last time i had a weekend <laughs> where i sat at home and was able to uh yeah we're we definitely stay busy playing um we're playing a uh a so far sound show tomorrow night and a show in uh portsmouth saturday so i between we're actually trying to like squeeze in time to record because we always want to practice before a show um when you have a show like every week then it's hard of okay well when are we gonna to find time to record and um we kind of started to narrow down one day a week where we all just record um just because we have a lot of new music and it's just kind of building up behind us um which is exciting i, I like that um but chipping away at it we, so we've been staying busy it's hard to be like organized like that when it comes to music i feel yeah, it's difficult, especially since we all work full-time jobs as well, and we also have, you know, personal lives and other people that we need to see, <laughs> family and everything else, so it's it's definitely a, a tightrope between, uh, you know, personal and professional and uh, music and also giving yourself enough space to be creative, you know? Yeah. You, pencil in oh, i can pencil in an hour tonight to be creative <laughs> <laughs> like okay go <laughs> yeah exactly sometimes it is that way but yeah. um usually i feel like often it's more like playing shows or going to see other shows i feel like is when i get the most inspiration to, to get creative um but we, we find the time yeah. and so what's the writing process like between the three of you does somebody bring in something or do you just play around in a room till the three of you lock on an idea that and go from there? Yeah, I mean, I feel like one of us usually brings some like structure, like song structure, like just like a verse chorus or maybe a bridge too. And like just like lyrics and like a simple acoustic rhythm. And then we'll all just slowly kind of like play our parts and like jam on it for endless times you know and then we'll just one 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 person will be like hey i like what you did there do that again and then yeah. just keep doing that until all the 
the little gaps are filled. And also just like playing it live. Like a lot of bands will be very secretive about their new music until they are able to record it. But I feel like that's like a big part of our writing process is playing it live and just like seeing what people like, see what parts don't really go that well and how we can improve it. And then, you know, you improv one thing live and it's like, ooh, I like that. And it just becomes canon for the, every other time that we play it. And we usually try to play stuff live for about like a year before we ever try to record it. So Sandcastle is the most recent single. That's one that's been floating around there for yeah. a little while while you've figured out what it's... On that one. I, remember, I remember playing it like last summer uh, a lot live and... Uh, we and then we, we were gonna try to record it then and then we waited through the whole winter season to kind of get it out for summer again um, but that was another one that how we played it last year there is a lot of differences so I'm glad that it ended up taking more time because um, things just evolve that's fascinating are you guys working on or planning a uh, an EP I know you've got one album that came out last year and it's so it's kind of rude to be like well what else have you written in <laughs> the past <laughs> 12 fair, months that's a fair question yeah yeah no uh we right now uh we're kind of working on like singles um we have a lot of songs that have just been floating around for such a long time that we want people to hear um and not all of them necessarily correlate with each other like we, we like to not kind of stick to one genre or sound, like Sandcastles being very synthy and poppy, mm -hmm. and then Jump the Ship before that, you know, it's like a violin solo and it's super rootsy. Uh, we have some like country music in the works. Uh, so I think right now we're kind of working on like individual songs just to keep people around and stay um, active with releases. Uh, but we, we do have a big project that has been in the works and in our minds for, I don't know, over a year now um, that has been like the big one that we'll work up to. So there will be a like a collection that will come out eventually again. But right now it's mostly individual songs. That's, un that's amazing. That's, it does sound exhausting. <laughs> yeah. that's a good kind of exhausting it's a kind of exhausting. right yeah. when you're tired at work you remember like what you did the night before and you, you feel a little bit better about yourself it's so true it's that whole thing when you're like oh i can't do this anymore and you're like i'm such an asshole people dream of being able to do this and we're doing it <laughs> yeah. exactly our, our worst days are better than a lot of uh you know days that are our day jobs right i sure get that no what are you one... most looking oh go ahead no you go what are you most looking forward to about actually being at the festival not just popping in to check it out for a set i guess like just the experience we had last time just like attending and being able to talk to the different artists there and um different people involved in the music scene like we already like gained so many like new connections and like um show opportunities just from like watching the bands play there so like i feel like we're gonna get a taste of that again of just being able to meet new bands and you know like just find more people in the scene and kind of help each other out in the process yeah we're we're like a pretty social band too as far as like talking to people and kind of having like no egos and trying to support like other local artists. Usually when we play live, we 
trying to do as even of a split of pay as we can. And, you know, it's, it's always about just keeping everybody like friends and keeping the scene alive. And I feel like Summit does a good job of doing that. So being a part of that and being able to chat with everyone else and connect and try to set up more shows. I know that's in the end, Joel's like goal with the whole thing with the artists is he's, he's really trying to support the scene and um, kind of connect everybody. And he's, he even will go around and introduce you to each other and everything. It's um, so we're, Apart from obviously just getting to play our music for people, which is always, you know, our favorite thing to do, uh, definitely being able to socialize and have a couple beers at Book and Bar. Yeah. Hi, I had Muzzins playing in the background. Oh, <laughs> perfect. In my, in my ears. Well, I mean, it makes sense. People ask me, what are you listening to these days? And I always say I'm listening to my own fucking music. But that's the I best because people love, never say that. I love our music so much. And there were some bumps internally to get over thinking, am I an asshole? For a moment, for a brief moment. And as soon as I understood the love I feel for what comes through us because it comes through us, I feel like a channel. I have never questioned again. On repeat, my daughter loves us. She's like, well, play it again. It's such a great uh, barometer for is anyone else going to like this? And that sense of like, if I can't love him, how can I expect anybody else to? Well, right. That's when you're an asshole. You're an asshole if you create music that you're like, this is terrible. I would never listen to this. You love it for me because I don't. I mean, right. that, I'm like, it's I'm horrible. giving you my homework. Exactly. Exactly. Homework so right. I love my music so much yes. that it is irresistible to anybody else. And I perfect. apply this to every aspect of my life. I love it. That's perfect. So hi. Hi. This is perfect. This is perfect because we were just before we started recording talking about uh, fall and the depressing music of fall that you sort of get into. And we were discussing what time of year we get. Uh, and so we were getting into our saddest REM records and all of this. <laughs> And then we looked at the clock and we're like, all right, we're great. We get to talk about guitar now. Like yes. everything's better. Way Everything better. makes better. Like, yes. <laughs> Summer yes. once again. Get, so look, I have this. Oh, you have your guitar there? I mean, it's the guitar is in it's in a case. I was gonna take Fair. it. Out. It's a giant thing, but I'll show you a picture awesome. of it. Oh my god. It's so fun. Do you name it? This is a great question. I have not Because, like, you know, we got Lucille. Like, guitars are all named, the good ones, the great ones. My car has a name. I drive a little red Mini from 2004, stick shift. Like, I'm very... Mm. I have certain preferences. Yes. It is also red and black, and my guitar is also red and black. The Mini is named Escargo without the T, because I don't need to use the T anymore. Ha-ha, <laughs> it's a mess. It's a oh, there you go. Oh, that's amazing. That's hilarious, though. <laughs> that is... It's good, right? Yes. Yeah. So the totally guitar, well. at some point, maybe will name itself, but it feels like an extension of me. It is as big as I am, but sideways. <laughs> I'm 5'2", and it's about 5'2". On its side. That's amazing. 
apparently I've been longing for one for three years. I did not realize it. And Tima, who was not here, who was our bass player, reminded me a few months before I, well, weeks before I got the guitar, I was saying it again and I didn't remember. And this is why I tell people things because then they, it comes back when I need it because I forget. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you've been saying for three years that you think you should get a guitar. I was like, shit, you're right. And then the very next weekend I had an opportunity. I was at someone's house who has the exact one that I have because I needed to touch it. I needed to pick it up. I need to feel like, because it's the biggest, it's the biggest fucking guitar on the market. And yeah. that's not why I got it. It does what I needed to do. And it's badass. Um, and I picked it up and me, as soon as I touched it, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's it. And I brought it into practice. I don't think I told the guys, I don't remember. Um, and I brought it in. See, do you remember the day I brought it in and you're like, oh, yeah. that's it. The band changes from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. But that's like, I mean, that's like the guitarist taking out a flying V and you're like, okay, gauntlet has been thrown. We got to live up to that. <laughs> right. So what was the origin story for Muzzins? How does one go from three, you know, rough and tumble kids scraping by to guitar gods and goddesses Chris you should take that yeah I mean so the there there's several we met by pure chance um I'll start from uh, I'll make a long story short uh Tom Tima is the bass player and I um have been playing in many bands over many years um anything from like jazz trios to uh you know punk bands like we, we've really done it all uh and uh we were we were playing in the area we play with um, both of us play with rick berlin and the nickel and dime band um and uh one night it was uh, it was actually my 40th birthday there was i was having a big jam session just like open jam session um right now actually i'm in the basement of the record shop so awesome. there's <laughs> At the time, though, three years ago, um, roughly three years ago, there I didn't have a record shop. I just had a record pop up. And that day of my 40th birthday, uh, I had a pop up at a local farmer's market. And uh, that was the day of my big 40th birthday party jam. And Arma's, I'll segue the story to you from there about how, you know, that just that day and how we met and how we, you know, kept it going from there. It was a beautiful summer day in Jamaica Plain, and I'd walked over to hear my housemate at the time play at the farmer's market because these farmer's markets, they have live music. And I went to see, and there's a stand, a vegan bakery on one side, a black run, new new vegan bakery, part of the, the setup of vendors and stalls. And so the mom is the baker and her son was like the, you know, manning the stall and selling the goods. And he was, he had the gift of the like gab and he, he loved, he loved his goods. He literally, he really, you could tell he was into it. He wasn't pushy. He was enthusiastic, very different, very engaging. I didn't want anything to do with cake. I was like thirsty and cotton mouth. And he had this lemon blueberry pound cake that he was offering samples off and said, it's so good, you should try some. I'm like, he said, keep, he kept saying, try the cake, try the cake. And I was like, look, I love what you're doing here. I do not want cake. I will buy your cake and find someone to give it to. And so here I am with this box of cake that I do not want, but I love the, the, the place. 
And I turned this way and here is a record store pop up. And I figured I'd go talk to the music guy because of course that's what you do. They yeah. love cake. <laughs> I did not think about that. See, you are much more foresightful than I. Everybody, um, everybody knows every record store owner loves cake. Exactly, that's just a given. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these are things I do not think about. I don't I don't gravitate towards sweets easily myself. People think I'm very strange. I don't gravitate to sweets. I don't gravitate to chocolate. I don't gravitate to the other thing that people like. I don't remember. Camping and bananas. Anyways, that's a side. Um, <laughs> so you're with me on the mm-hmm. camping? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay. No, no, okay. No, oh, and camping. bananas. And bananas. <gasps> I am in. You are my people. Yes, I'm so excited to meet you because people don't get it. <laughs> first of all can we talk about like banana juice is not a thing can no, we not it's, say no it's not it's gross it's it's disgusting. Idea is disgusting yes you yeah. see them in the stores like and it contains mm-hmm. banana juice i'm like what even is that it doesn't it's, even exist it doesn't exist okay i, I, I hate to break this yes. up but and the how, smell and the sound when someone bites them everything it's horrible they're the worst thing on the planet where do you guys fall on plantains i don't think we've gotten down i this. love plantains okay i all do right. I don't it's mind plantain. It's, it's different. I don't go and get them though on purpose. No. Like if you don't they're court around, them. you just I, yeah. If I have, it's to not make like them on your something. vision board, but if it's like, <laughs> no, this, it, look at my vision board. Yeah, right. this true. is my vision board. <laughs> <That's> perfect. <laughs> so if if the if the world gives you plantains, you, you cultivate them. You right. take. Them, I will but happily you don't, eat them. Okay. Yes. Right. right. But they you're not trying to manifest like, them. Rice and beans okay. and junk, right. chicken or cauliflower, whatever. Oh right? God, it comes like yeah. that. And oh, I'm like, please. give me that. And I will yeah. go home with that. And mm. okay. right. Good. I did not want the cake, just like I do oh, not sorry. want the, yes, pl- we're... the bananas. Right, right, right. Okay, but yes. I talk, so I go over and Chris and I have, it's Chris, obviously. And we have a 10-minute conversation, like right away, very easy, zero friction, zero effort. And 10 minutes in, I'm like, I know we just met, but do you want a piece of cake? Like, this is weird, but do you want to be... And immediately he's like, yes, that's exactly what I want. And he tells me the story. But then he says, no way. It's a jam session. I said, I have a melodica. Can I bring it? He said, yeah. And so I show up. And the rest of his, like, clan from Philly and all his family is there. I mean, this is a big family event. And me. And everyone's asking me, so how do you know him? I was like, well, we met this morning over cake. It's a long story. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And... And we played, we started playing music right away. And, and uh, Timas was there, our bass player was there, and uh, another friend of theirs from their other band, which is a phenomenal band, Riding Shotgun. So shout out to Riding Shotgun. I'm a huge fan. Um, so Joe was there, who's their guitar player. And your dad jumped in. I mean, so many people, there was multiple keyboard setups, and I think maybe a couple. There was a whole bunch of things set up. Like clearly these people knew what they were doing. We fell into it right away. Every groove he put down, I was in the pocket, just like right away. At the end of the night, we were like, we have to do this again. And we did it again and again and again and again and again. And and we haven't stopped since. It's been three years. We had a pandemic in the middle, but we've just maintained that small detail, right? Whatever. And we've maintained... The relationship, for me, it is all really, we play from relationship, we play from feeling, we respond to each other, we listen to each other, we have so much fun together, we're super nerdy, and we laugh a lot, and we're a stoner band, and we just like a good hang, and we like to get deep into that 
headspace, that music headspace where like everything else becomes obliterated and it's pure flow. That's our zone of genius. And we write some pretty fucking weird shit also, which is awesome. Um, Chris is like our resident like punk master and he'll bring all of that wild, crazy energy, which I freaking love. Um, so we've got like whiplash kind of songs that'll go from like jazz to thrash to back, you know? And then we're writing some super groovy stuff right now. Also like deep headspace, kind of trancey, right? Anthemic, um, big expansive feelings. And the show is an experience. It sounds like it. It is completely from beginning to end. It is a full, like, and I invite people into the headspace and there's consent and boundaries I set up at the beginning, right? You may enter and you may also like, take space, lots of feelings. There's a huge range of feelings we allow to be expressed that come through. So it is really like a facilitated trip experience awesome. disguised as music. I got to pick up my flute again. Yeah. <laughs> entertain okay. everyone at family gatherings. Now, I can't help but notice right behind you, there is both a banjo and it looks like a Gibson SG. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's an Epiphone, actually. Okay. But, but yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, do you... I'm assuming you play both of those. You don't just hang them up as conversation pieces. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I play... Um, I don't know how many guitars I have now at this point. Not, um, not too many, but... Um, but yeah, like... Whatever I got those probably the last couple of years been playing a little bit more banjo and, and guitar lately, writing a lot on the electric guitar. So I've been using that quite a bit. Um, but yeah, it was nice. Like I was, you know, lucky enough to have a little space in our apartment to like make a little studio. And I kind of, kind of have, I don't know, I guess taken over it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's a good little space. Been trying to write some new stuff in in this little spot. So, uh, and what's that? What's that dynamic like between the brothers? Because there are other groups made up of brothers, in a very similar genre and sound to to you guys, and yeah. they are all multi instrumentalists, and they all kind of do different things. Are you guys the same way that everybody plays a bunch of different things? We do. Um... Well, I guess we've kind of been trying out different writing, you know, experiments, I guess if you kind of want to call it that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but like trying out different ways to write. So I, I guess like um, I'll usually write like, I don't know, 70% of the tune. And then, um, and then I'll bring it to them when it's, you know, at a good spot where I'm like, this is good enough and it's worth playing at practice you know right um this is worth whatever creating and then they add their touches on it and um you know i don't know it's been yeah begin going into like more like funky stuff recently so trying to like channel like 70s funk stuff love it nothing wrong with that yeah (laughs) i mean and then like still blending it with what we used to do with like folky stuff. And then like, you know, just still trying to explore sounds and stuff like that, you know, still trying to have as, fun. Yeah. And as a musician, that's gotta be kind of nice that after so many years of setting this lineup that you guys are still like, well, what else can we do? Yeah. What else can we go with this? Yeah. It's been a long time. We technically, I think, 
started playing in like 2006. So it sounds like <laughs> it is a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Years Absolutely. Ago, but, but we didn't really start like writing stuff until like six years ago, maybe eight years ago now. But, um, but yeah, with all the different lineups, we just kind of like played. I think we played like ska at one point. We were like a blues band at one point. <laughs> we like changed into like jazz fusion for like That's a amazing. while. Yeah. So we did all these different things and then finally kind of came back to our roots a little bit. Like there was a lot of listening to my parents' records and stuff like that, that we like were like, you know, as kids doing that and then kind of, you know, eight years ago or so kind of returning to that same thing we kind of figured out okay this is our lineup this is what you know we want to go for sound wise and stuff like that so, is that what prompted you at that point to start the writing side of it or yeah well I did like I feel like a lot of traveling like when I was I don't know mm -hmm. if I was 18 or 19 and we kind of like put a pause on you know put a pause on the band we've done it a few times throughout the years or whatever but um i like went out and did like a bunch of hiking and stuff in arizona and like southwest um us and so i just i don't know somebody i hadn't played music in like a long time and somebody had a guitar and they brought it like at a campfire one night and i just wrote songs from there and then kind of been obsessed with songwriting ever since that that was huh. like 2013 or something wow so that's a nice way to kind of rediscover your voice and or to find your voice yeah 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 it was um yeah pretty much finding it I was like oh maybe i can figure out how to write songs <laughs> it was like nobody wanted to mm -hmm. sing for the longest time you know we became a it was like a jazz fusion era for like three or four years. And it was more about like, you know, I don't know, there were certain sounds that we really liked in jazz fusion, but it was also just nobody had to sing. And finally, I think, I think we can say this was one of our, our own little discoveries when we got very excited when we talked with them and listened to the music we're talking with two of the three members of Muzzins. Yes. Which is just fun to say. Let's be honest it with that. It is fun to say. Muzzins. You kind of could just sit there listening to the podcast and just keep Muzzins. <laughs> yes. Uh, but they are playing at the Summit Indie Music Fest as well. And they are, you just have to experience them. They're exactly. an experience and the, our conversation is an experience and we'll start to pull you in to their amazing web of wonderment. Exactly. And just all the more reason to go see them on Saturday. Yes.
can see all these performers at the Summit Indie Fest this weekend, October 22nd. For more information, check out their website, summitindiefest.com. They're also on Facebook, or at facebook.com slash summitindiefest. And for all of the artists, Alana Ray, you can find on Facebook at facebook.com slash Alana Ray Music. Sneaky Miles is at facebook.com slash sneaky miles. Talk Chalk is at facebook.com slash talk chalk music. Kenny Brothers Band can be found online at Kenny Brothers Band. And finally, Muzzins can be found on Facebook, where they are at facebook.com slash muzzins.music. You can check us out on all the various socials. Be sure to visit our website at rockandrollgradschool.com. And don't forget to leave us a review. Today's show is produced by myself and Heidi Hegquist. Our reluctant producers are John Sobey and Sandy Stone. Our willing producers are Rachel Allen and Randy Jeanette. Our intern is Zach Jackson. This one's for Philippe. Thank you, good night, and may all your favorite bands stay together. <laughs>